0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of A Shot Glass of Recovery with your host, Julie, half of the dynamic duo that brings you the podcast, Two Sober Chicks. Well, hey, y'all. I am in Nashville. My husband and I successfully crossed the border, I don't know, three days ago, unsure of whether or not we would be able to come here because of COVID restrictions, and here I am. Right in time for the fact that the province of Ontario, which is where I reside in Canada, is going into a 28-day lockdown uh, starting on Christmas Eve, which breaks my little heart because that is so terrible for so many people. And if you're a person that's struggling right now, just know that I am praying for you. This is not an easy time and I am sorry. So yesterday I chaired my women's meeting from here and we read a reflection that I really liked, not all of which I agreed with, but I think it was really timely for what's going on now with the world and with myself and I thought I would share it. So it's from the 24 Hours a Day book. It's the AA Thought for the Day and it reads as follows. Our faith should control the whole of our life. We alcoholics were living a divided life. We had to find a way to make it whole. When we were drinking, our lives were made up of a lot of scattered and unrelated pieces. We must pick up our lives and put them back together again. We do it by recovering a faith in a divine principle in the universe which hold us together and holds the whole universe together and gives it meaning and purpose. We surrender our disorganized lives to that power. We get into harmony with the divine spirit and our lives are made whole again. Is my life whole again? Now, I don't love this meditation for the day, but because I mentioned it, I'm going to read it to you because the way this um, reading works is it's the thought for the day, meditation for the day and prayer for the day, which we're going to be talking about step 11. So Uh, meditation for the day, avoid fear as you would a plague. Fear, even the smallest fear, is a hacking at the cords of faith that bind you to God. However small the fraying, in time those cords will wear thin, and then one disappointment or shock will make them snap. But for the little fears, the cords of faith would have held firm. Avoid depression, which is allied to fear. Remember that all fear is disloyalty to God. That's the part I have a problem with. It is a denial of his care and protection. Disagree. Prayer for the day. I pray that I may have such trust in God today that I will not fear anything too greatly. I pray that I may have assurance that God will take care of me in the long run. So before I get into the step 11, you might hear a bang right now. Okay. Before I get into the step 11 reading, I wanted to say that I don't believe fear is disloyalty to God. And I don't believe it's a denial of his care and protection. That that actually makes me angry because my higher power is the kindest, gentlest, most loving higher power that I choose to call God in the universe. And for me, any... um, What's the word I'm looking for? metaphor? Maybe the metaphor of... Not even a metaphor, but symbolism. So God as parent. So... If I had a child and for a time I was a stepmother and my child or this child, when she was depressed or fearful, that was not disloyalty. And I understand what the reading is saying. If we're truly in faith, then it to be out of faith means not to trust God, which then means disloyalty. I understand what it's saying, but I disagree with it because God as parent is inconceivable how much bigger that parenthood is than our own parenthood and when a child comes to you and they are sad and they are afraid and they are depressed as a parent you just want them to crawl into your lap and to comfort them so for me God created me he knows I'm nuts he knows I'm loony And I think he delights in my humanity and all of these little things that make up human beings. I mean, even to get a little bit religious, if you looked at Jesus, Jesus got scared. Jesus did not want to go suffer on that cross. Jesus is God. This is why they talk about Jesus as being, um, he has suffered all of the things human beings are suffered so he can sympathize with us. Meaning if that, if that is your higher power, if Jesus is your higher power, The Bible says that because they want to assure, God wants to assure his children that I've been through what you've been through. So anyways, I got a little bit off track there. What I'm trying to say is I don't believe it's disloyalty to God and I don't believe it's a denial of his care and protection. I think it's a lifelong battle that you can still have faith and be in fear. How do I know that? Because I'm in faith and fear a lot. So that really sort of rubbed me the wrong way, but as do most things that rub me the wrong way are excellent discussion material. So when I read this and when I chair my women's meetings, I will read through on this website blueidkitty.com, B-L-U-I-D-K-I-T-I. It's a collection of all of the daily reflections, recovery readings, or a very comprehensive list of them. So I'll go through them on the day that I'm chairing the meeting and then I let whatever resonates with me point to the big book or the 12 and 12 in some way. And so for me, this couldn't have been more appropriate to step 11. And I'm not going to read all of step 11, but I'm going to read some of the stuff that some of the women in the group found really helpful, uh, stuff that I underlined because I'm one of those girls. And one of the ones that a few of us really loved was this one. And it's talking about meditation, that part of step 11. This much could be a fragment, wait, oh, it's talking about the St. Francis, the prayer of St. Francis, um, which I will read. Lord, make me a channel of thy peace, that where there is hatred, I may bring love, that where there is wrong, I may bring the spirit of forgiveness, that where there is discord, I may bring harmony, that where there is error, I may bring truth. That where there is doubt, I may bring faith. That where there is despair, I may bring hope. That where there are shadows, I may bring light. That where there is sadness, I may bring joy. Lord, grant that I may seek rather than to comfort. That I may seek rather to comfort than to be comforted. To understand than to be understood. To love than to be loved. For it is by self-forgetting that one finds. It is by forgiving that one is forgiven. It is by dying that one awakens to eternal life. Amen. Prayer of St. Francis is also known as the Step 11 Prayer. And now that I gave you the background, I can read this. He thought it better to give comfort than to receive it. Better to understand than to be understood. Better to forgive than to be forgiven. This much could be a fragment of what is called meditation perhaps our very first attempt at a mood a flyer into the realm of spirit if you like it ought to be followed by a good look at where we stand now and a further look at what might happen in our lives were we able to move closer to the ideal we have been trying to glimpse meditation is something which can always be further developed it has no boundaries either of width or height Aided by such instruction and example as we can find, it is essentially an individual adventure, something which each one of us works out in his own way, but its object is always the same, to improve our conscious contact with God, with his grace, wisdom, and love. And let's always remember that meditation is in reality intensely practical. One of its first fruits is emotional balance. With it, we can broaden and deepen the channel between ourselves and God as we understand him. So why that resonated with some of us was, first of all, emotional balance means being in alignment with God because to God is love and peace and joy and balance. And so to be in alignment with those qualities, with those divine qualities, we find emotional balance. And so I told a little bit of a story about how my husband is like just a Zen dude and he has a very serious spiritual practice. He wakes up in the morning, he does yoga and meditation, he does a gratitude journal, he exercises. Like when he doesn't do that, He is emotionally unbalanced the rest of the day. He gets frustrated easily. Um, He's just not at, he's not at peace. So he needs to start his day with those things, which a lot of people in recovery, he is not a person in recovery, but a lot of people in recovery also have that same practice. I do not. And so when we got here, um, I'm coming out of a season of burnout and fatigue and I finish school and work for the end of the year. I'm off for the next three or four weeks. Uh, he had me, he thought it would be helpful to have me sit on the floor back to back while we listen to um, Gregorian chants and breathe and meditate together. So he's like right in with it. He's breathing deep and I can feel his strong back and he's like relaxing and I'm freaking having an anxiety attack inside which and I don't want to harsh his serenity so I don't say anything and I endure this for the next 15 minutes which seems like a lifetime. Actually I think it was like seven minutes and I was like what that's all it was? And the reason I was going to have an anxiety attack is because when I'm out of practice with my meditation and my meditation muscle is weak and flabby, I can't go into that kind of meditation. It's just like working out. When I first started meditating in recovery because of step 11, I had the same experience of having anxiety attacks in yoga classes or breathing meditations or whatever they were because. I hadn't done it before and I'm super solid in prayer and praise and worship with my higher power but meditation is something I let slide all the damn time. So for me going from zero to that little exercise my husband had us do is like me not going to the gym for a year and then trying to press 250 pounds. That's not going to work. That's going to hurt me. So, at the very beginning, when I started meditating, I needed three things in my meditation. One, it had to be very short, five minutes max. Two, it had to be a guided meditation. I had to tell, I had to hear somebody telling me to settle into my body, to breathe properly, to breathe from my belly up into my back, how long those breaths had to be, whether I had to visualize things. I also, in the background, had to have both nature sounds and classical music or some kind of meditation music because going into silence is not good for my anxiety or my emotions. Unless I've built up that muscle. So I could see yesterday, I think it was when we did that, how out of practice I am. And how doing half of step 11 is not good. Because step 11 is about prayer and meditation. Now what I underlined when it came to that is this. Taken separately, talking about meditation and prayer, these practices can bring much relief and benefit. But when they are logically related and interwoven, the result is an unshakable foundation for life. That's why we have to do both. Prayer is asking, talking to God, meditation, stilling yourself, being in your body. That's my interpretation of uh, meditation and prayer. It also says that meditation is our step out into the the sun. And in the 12 and 12, on the chapter on step 11, it gives a little explanation of what meditation can look like. I want to see what else came up. I think that was all we discussed. Yeah, so we stopped at page 103. So... I thought that would be hopefully some kind of a prescription for those of us that are feeling really off balance emotionally. Most of us have never lived in a time like this where we are, our movements are controlled. Our anxiety and fear is high because we don't know what's coming next. We don't know what we're going to see in the news. We may be experiencing burnout or overstimulation from news sources, And what I can say is that I don't typically pay attention to the news. My husband does. He looks at all kinds of different news sources, right, left, underground, above ground. He's got a really good picture of what's going on. So he knows when I need to know things. And you know what? When it comes to the news and stuff like that, I don't need to know 98% of what's on there. So for me, self-protection, protecting my serenity, which is what we have to do in recovery, because once our serenity becomes unbalanced, our addiction is like, oh yes, yeah, sister, I know what would make you feel better. So it's really important that we keep, as we just read, an emotional balance, an alignment with God or a higher power. So I would say... And I have said this to friends that love the news. Unless there's something I need to know, please don't talk to me about all of this other stuff that's going on. Because let's get real. Media loves to make money. Channels need ratings. Social media needs clicks we are not meant to have this much information folks I am sorry but that is a huge belief I have 95% of what we see on TV or social media is unnecessary and harmful to our emotional and mental well-being so I say take a break Do a fast, do a social media fast, do a news fast, especially now we're four days away from Christmas. Settle into family, settle into friends. If you don't have either of those, settle into yourself. Settle into a stuffed animal that you pretend is real. It's okay. You're not crazy. We are human beings. We need connection. We're not meant to be alone. And you'll probably hear that on my laptop. By the way, I'm not with my usual in-the-closet studio, so some of this microphone and uh, other abilities are going to play, but that's okay. Uh, we are not meant to be alone We are meant to be in connection. We are meant to be in community. And at times, we won't have that, which is why it's really beautiful to have a strong connection with a higher power because whether or not you feel your higher power, your higher power is always there. And for me, I was single for a long time up until I got married. Having just a pillow with a name or a stuffed animal, you still secrete... um, what's the feel-good hormone oxytocin i think or mm, i think it's oxytocin but you still your brain will still release that stuff if you hug something whether it's a pillow or a stuffed animal or a human being or yourself by the way you will still feel those release those feel-good hormones and we need that to be okay. I learned how to pet my own hair while I was falling asleep. I learned how to hold my own hand. My therapist taught me the butterfly method, which is used um, in her therapy practice for children that can't sleep, children with insomnia, like, just breaks my heart, where you place one hand right in the center of your chest with one of your palms, and you place your other palm on the, uh, right on top of that hand, so you're It's almost like if you're going to make a pigeon shadow, so where your thumbs are like pulling at each other, and you just tap lightly, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left. That's a calming and a soothing technique. It comes from the practice of EMDR, eye movement desensitization reprogramming, um, which engages left and right brain, which is a really great therapy technique to disentangle Uh, phobias and fears because typically that happens when right and left brain are all mashed up in a knot and EMDR can help release that. It's used a lot in trauma therapy. But there's no dang reason you cannot not comfort yourself. Make yourself some tea. Watch your favorite movie. Talk to yourself. When I'm by myself and I'm stressed out, I will often say things like, it's okay, baby. What's wrong? Tell me what you need. And I just tune in to that little girl that I will carry with inside of me for the rest of my life because we are just big grown-up people with little people inside. I just minister to her and I love her and I comfort her. So as alone as you feel... You can actually parent yourself, comfort yourself, nurture yourself, mother or father yourself. You can do it. And just know that I am with you. I am praying for you. And my prayer for all of us is a ending of the year that has peace. Because from peace is where healing comes from. And we all need some healing, y'all. So, happy four days before Christmas. I will speak with you before Christmas. And thanks for being with me today. Bye!